0: Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am Alexa and with me is Ambrosia. What's up, girl? Hi,
1: everyone. You're looking-
0: What's up, homie? What's up, homie? You're looking pretty today. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I don't want to be a douche and say I woke up like this, because I did. <laughs> it's because I have the makeup on. I didn't wash my face last night, which is terrible. Oh, nice. <laughs> email nice, me. Nice. Let me know how terrible that, it is for my skin.
0: That's a, that's a makeup hack for some people. Just leave it on. Just never take it off. <laughs> Just
1: leave it on. Just yeah. never wash your
0: face. That's probably – And then you'll not- have this natural
1: glowing skin. <laughs>
0: Let's uh, hear what our holistic health practitioner has to say about that. <laughs> we, have, uh, <laughs> we are joined today by a uh, licensed acupuncturist and holistic health practitioner, Jessica Bravo. Hi, Jessica.
2: Yay. Hello. How are you ladies doing?
0: We're doing, doing so great. well. We're happy awesome. for you to be here.
2: Oh, um, um, yeah. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, Well, we're going to dive all into, like, holistic health and why it's so important right now um, because it's actually a really relevant topic. Um, Mm -hmm. But, Jessica, we love to, you know, hear people's stories and just kind of learn a little bit about where they came from and how they got on the path that they're on. So we'd love if you could give us a little bit of your background.
2: All right. So I am a licensed acupuncturist and holistic health practitioner. Oh, and how I got here. Man, the story is is lifelong, I guess. I all started as a little kid, really being in touch with, um, I think, not realizing then that I was an empath, but being in touch with people, how they felt emotionally, and kind of being drawn to help them feel better. Mm -hmm. And over time, I, I kind of, growing up, switched between different things I wanted to do, but when I was in high school, I really fell in love with the world of sports medicine. And then I went to did my undergrad in athletic training and was a certified, licensed athletic trainer for a bit. But I immediately, in my last year of undergrad, I got to shadow a, an orthopedic surgeon throughout mm. my entire senior year, like once a week. And it was amazing, awesome experience, saw some really cool um, surgeries and got to be in the OR with him almost weekly if not in the office and but at the same time I realized this is not what I want (laughs) to do it was really you know of course as most surgeries are it's obviously really invasive um, Mm -hmm. but you see the side that people don't see when you see like how they really manipulate your body or treat your body on the table and not to say that they're you know, outright hurting people, but I knew there was a better way to help people feel better. And so I, after graduating, I took a year to kind of figure out which direction I was going to head in. And part of me knew I also wanted to study herbs. And so I grew up with herbal medicine at home. My grandmother always made all sorts of remedies at home for me growing and um, there's the power of the plants. And so Talking with somebody about that, they were like, Oh, have you ever thought about acupuncture? Because a lot of them are also herbalists. And it's just like a light bulb went off. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'll look into it. And immediately fell in love, signed up for or applied to be in the program, it's a master's program. And everything was just like smooth sailing from there. Whereas before, it was like all these doors slamming in my face, you know, whether it was like nursing school, PA, all this stuff. And the acupuncture doors were just like, welcome come on in yeah and not to say that it was easy it was probably it was so much harder even than my undergrad program which was pretty regular rigorous itself but um it just was like each step was like okay I'm on the right track like I'm supposed to be here Mm -hmm. so here I am now almost five years into my own private practice and just loving it it's really awesome so yeah. That's the nutshell. <laughs> Thank <laughs> oh you God, for
3: yeah. sharing.
0: Sure. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, we have a ton of people watching. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, um, we're going to be talking about holistic health um, with Jessica, and you have an expert here. So if you have any questions about. Uh, anything in that realm, please feel free to ask in the comments and we'll we'll relay the questions when we can. Um, but just so you know, everybody's saying, hi. Tammy Lip says, hi, ladies. Uh, Christina Fox says, morning, ladies. Hi, Emily. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Shanti. See, Christina and I are on the same page. It's morning. Yeah. It's definitely morning. <laughs> it's morning. It's a beautiful thing about uh, this time is that noon can be morning. Let's just be really appreciative for that.
1: Um, so, Jessica, I've actually seen a couple surgeries too, like a total knee replacement and uh, mm-hmm. shoulders and things like that. They are like carpenters. Um, yeah, it's oh, very, yeah. it's very interesting what they can do, and it's also um, really fascinating what our bodies can handle. Absolutely. So, I'd love to know your take on what's going on right now with everybody. Like what Like a lot of people that we've had on um, have talked about like how fear plays a role. And I know that fear and stress do play a role, um, a very physical scientifically proven role in your body. Can you
2: explain like how that works a little bit? Absolutely. So part of what happens when we feel stressed, the body does not, no, on a cellular level does not know the difference between being chased by a bear mm-hmm. or the stress of like deadlines and or now in this case a pandemic right and right. having to take all of these precautions and what about so, like, losing
1: your job? Same stress.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. The body doesn't doesn't real doesn't know the difference. Um, okay. It just knows that you are experiencing stress, and it goes mm-hmm. into a fight or flight response, mm-hmm. which increases your cortisol, which mm-hmm. increases inflammation, and in, sustained increased inflammation over an extent, extended period of time leads to just development of chronic things in your body, whether it be you know, breakdown of your joints with uh, arthritis, or it can be digestive um, things that come up, IBS, things like that. Um, all sorts of inflammatory responses that affect the body negatively. And so the, it's okay when it's a short lived stressful re- stress response that we're having. Again, if we're being chased, it's usually, you know, it's not ongoing 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it ends, it has a stopping point, and then the body can re-regulate and, and go back to normal. Um, but when we're in a constant state of stress, that in- spike in cortisol level stays high, and it's, that's where the issues come up. And so people start experiencing all sorts of things, and not to mention the effect that it has on, obviously, your mental and emotional state, too. So
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So can acupuncture help with uh, stress?
2: Yes. So acupuncture is really great at helping um, both the physical uh, rep- uh, things that come up with stress, helping mm-hmm. the inflammatory response regulate that, um, but also help with the mental emotional aspect. It's it's an all in one approach as far as you know treating all aspects of the self. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of Western medicine is based on just the physical, right? Unless right. we're talking psychology but even at if there's medication involved we're also still talking on a physical level what's going on either hormonally or, or on the cellular level but um but with acupuncture we're taking your body mind spirit all into account it's it's all part of who what makes you you and also how your patterns kind of develop or evolve over time and give us the clues on how to treat you based on Mm. what you're presenting with so Mm -hmm. can
0: can we actually even back up just a little bit more and talk about holistic health and what that actually means because I feel like that term is thrown around a lot like I'm sure everyone here has heard it you know like holistic health holistic health but like what does that really mean yeah
2: so holistic has the word whole in it and so um, as I mentioned we're treating with holistic practices we're treating the whole you right so it's Mm -hmm it's the practice of taking everything into account rather than breaking things down and compartmentalizing into these separate things. Um, you know, everything is connected. And even though we may not think that our ankle pain has anything to do with our headaches, it can totally be connected in some way. Um, and so whether it was an injury first that happened or a headache that then led to some sort of referred pain, um, it's, it, um, it's, we're all connected and our cells are communicate constantly all throughout our body, and our spirit is also communicating with that energy as well so mm-hmm. so
0: when you're working with someone like a holistic health client, how are you what's the difference like how are you treating them versus like if I was to go to a doctor like I know a doctor is really just kind of like all right, what's the physical thing going on okay, mm-hmm. this is the you know this is like mm-hmm. the band-aid for that basically mm-hmm. But how are you I'm just curious, like, how does that work when you're working with someone on a one on one level? Yeah.
2: So when a patient, a new patient comes in, we we being just acupuncturist, I think as a whole. (laughs) But what I I do is I take a detailed health history Um, and it encompasses everything from your, uh, your actual concerns that you're coming in for. So for some Mm -hmm. that may be back pain, for some it may be stress and anxiety, um, but whatever brings you in through the door. And then after that, it's every system from like, whether you tend to run hot or cold, your digestion, your, your appetite levels, um, your sleep patterns or your, the quality of your sleep. Any other physical pain that you might be having or ex- have experienced recently? Your headaches, jaw pain, how your eyes feel, your allergies, anything like that, and even um, considering your childhood too, and wow. what your health was like as a kid. Um, a lot of that t- gives us a lot of clues when when we're considering somebody's overall pattern of how and how they might best respond um, with certain approaches that we might take uh but yeah it goes on and for women we talk about uh your menstrual cycle and all of that um too and any pregnancies you've had or history of pregnancies or if you're trying to get pregnant um we really want to take a deeper dive into that and what else um and then how you're feeling mentally emotionally as well um any sort of um, lack of energy, increases in energy, anything that that affects you as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we take all of that and analyze that information and choose, I usually start people with kind of a a general, more general treatment on the first visit um, to just get a treatment in, but I still, I'm covering the bases. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as I look a little further and get more clues, because oftentimes it's really funny. Um, there's so many people who don't know what's going on with their body. Like they, I ask them a question and, you know, bowel movements, for example, is on the mm-hmm. health history and they're like, yeah, it's normal. Like, like I go out every day or they're like, Oh, I don't even really know how frequently I go during yeah. the week, you know? And so it's, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, I've never thought about it. And so as they start coming in within a few weeks, they might give me more clues because they'll be, they're thinking about it now. They're like, oh, that thing you told me about, you know, we're noticing like when I get the headache, you know, how I'm sitting or how long I've been on the computer or how long I'm in the car. And so it's, it all starts to come together more and more as people get more in touch with their bodies or how they're feeling, you know, emotionally you know it's interesting
1: th- that you're talking about bowel movements. We're going to go there for a minute. <laughs> um, so my oldest son who is 15 now, he had, mm-hmm. he had like really painful bowel movements as a child. And then he would have like issues with that up until he was in middle school. So it was pretty, it was a pretty long time. Right. And his pediatrician, who I love to death, would say like, well, you know, it could be this. It could be this. So let's give him some Miralax and just, you know, hope it gets better. And that kid was drinking like a bottle of Miralax a week. And I was like, there yeah. has got to be something better here. And then when I started working at the chiropractic office, he started getting adjustments. And since he's been getting adjust, we found out he had really bad scoliosis, which nobody ever looked at. And um, since then, he's, he's been doing pretty well with it. So it's really interesting how I know that chiropractic care and acupuncture are different. But it's interesting how a holistic approach with, you know, no medicine or anything like that is just regulating what the body really needs when your, your system is off balance. And I think a lot of people and, and I'm not saying anything bad about the Western medical community because mm-hmm. I personally feel like they're on a time crunch. They have to see you within a certain amount of, of minutes, and then they have to do their notes within a certain amount of minutes, too. So right. they don't have the capacity to be able to sit there and go over an in-depth history like you do, which right. I think is really a beautiful thing of how in-depth you go with people. Um But what are your thoughts, going back to my original thing, what are your thoughts on, like, the spine and acupuncture? Um, How does that – how do they relate to one another? And
2: how does it relate to the whole body? So the spine is such an important structure within us. For one, it holds us up, right? It keeps us erect. But it also provides a framework, just like the – our bones essentially right they provide the framework for our muscles and everything to attach but the spine is what houses our nervous like our central nervous system right and all of the nerves branch out from the spine Mm -hmm. and so we have all of these um dermatomes and everything too that come to the surface throughout our body uh where we feel a lot of referred pain uh, when people talk about, you know, like, oh, they have a headache, but then they have pain down their arm. You know, it's coming through the dermatomes and um, What's a dermatome. I've heard so sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> a dermatome is is uh, basically the superficial like sensory portion of the of a nerve. Okay. So we have the main branch like nerves that leave the central nervous system or along the spine and so they branch off and they, there are basically like related to a specific air strip of skin, okay. basically. And you can test those areas to see if those nerves are firing or working properly. Um,
1: I hate it, but it, again,
2: the dermatomes I hate
1: it. <laughs> it's so in depth that it was
2: like it's yeah, difficult. There's it's a lot. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so so through you know, I, I share the office with a chiropractor as well, so. So we, we talk about this a lot. And um, when the spine is in proper alignment, mm-hmm. those nerves can fire appropriately to whether it's the organs that they go to or the muscle tissue or whatever, um, they can fire properly. And with acupuncture, what we're working on, as you mentioned, we're bringing the body back into a balanced state, right? Your body already knows what to do. Yep. It's just that over the course of our life, with the environmental factors, with the our lifestyle habits, our diet from our childhood on,
3: mm-hmm.
2: all of that plays a role in how our system kind of develops.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so if you look at small children, they're primed, especially babies, they're primed for healing, right? And so if a baby gets a scratch, you might see a scab like a couple hours later and the next day it's completely gone and healed. Um, and as we get older, it seems like that takes longer. And that's because our body is no longer at its optimal level for healing because Mm -hmm. of all of these external factors playing a role and then also affecting our internal. So going back to the spine with acupuncture, we're able to also not only help release the muscle tissue around it that may be tense, but then we can also help to kind of reactivate the energy um, of those signals firing and communicating with the body. We're not, as far as acupuncture cons- is concerned, we're not needling into the nerves, but we're affecting, um, the nerves. Mm. So so
1: how does the needle work? Like how far, cause have you ever seen dry needling?
2: <laughs> That's intense. Yes. Yeah. So, so here's just a quick, on dry needling, it's acupuncture. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm sure you probably know that, or maybe you don't. But um, it is acupuncture. It's a gray area. I'm on the side. You know, there's a lot of like legislature and stuff like that to try and keep acupuncture to license acupuncturists. acupuncturists yeah. Um, I'm personally my my school of thought is if you're feeling well and you're getting better from the care that you're receiving, I'm all for it. If you're getting hurt from the people providing your care then I'm not for it. So I feel like
1: that's that's a good point. That's with
2: anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I was in school for four years of my master's program full time mm-hmm. to get my my license as an acupuncturist, you know, plus four board exams, all of that. And others that are in different fields practicing dry needling, it's like a couple weekends of taking a class. So it's, it's a
1: weekend. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm a physical therapy assistant and I could do dry needling if I wanted to. It's a weekend course.
2: Yeah, But the idea yeah.
1: of punctu- being able to puncture somebody's lung if I do it incorrectly is terrifying. And right, I feel like I'm so, not properly trained <clears throat> to do it.
2: Yeah, so that's where the training comes in. And it's every area that we needle mm-hmm. has a specific needling style, let's call it, right? Mm-hmm. So certain areas you can needle perpendicularly into the tissue, and it's safe. Um, other areas, areas that are close to arteries and veins, things like that, you want right. to be very careful and cognizant and know your anatomy. So you're not needling into those structures over the chest, whether it's the front or the back, we have a very specific way of needling where it's a very, it's a shallower insertion, and it's also at an angle. So rather than right you know, needling perpendicularly into the skin, we're going to needle at this, like, 30-degree angle Mm. so that we're just really going under the skin surface um, rather than potentially through the ribs. Um, As far as some other techniques, like, there's... I do a lot of orthopedic acupuncture because I do see a lot of musculoskeletal conditions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are certain techniques that are basic what dry needling basically would be where you are doing more stimulation. Um, but again, you're being very cognizant of the area that you're needling into. Um, and there's specific techniques that are intended for certain areas that you can, and different needle lengths too. So uh, yeah, that you would use for some of these.
1: And it's good stuff though. I've seen like, I, I've, um, I had one of my clinical rotations. She was a a dry needle specialist Mm. and um, they had to ask me to leave the room because my face was like (laughs) being crazy, but um, the patient wasn't in any pain. Actually, he found a lot of relief from it. So I've, I've had seen a lot of really good things from it. But if you are freaked out about needles, don't watch it,
2: experience it because it doesn't hurt, but don't watch it actually. Yeah. and, and, I always tell patients I've had I've had quite a few who've had dry needling prior to coming to see me,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I always you know they'll tell me like oh it was a terrible experience I'm like okay yeah. well acupuncture shouldn't hurt right right <laughs> and you know they, you may feel certain sensations but there's no there shouldn't be any pain involved um, and if there is like usually I give a whole spiel when somebody's having acupuncture for the first time. Um, you know, there might be an initial pinch, but it shouldn't stay pinchy and you shouldn't get a burning sensation. And really, if either of those happens, all it means is, um, I didn't bypass the skin receptors fast enough, but it's so usually you just do a simple adjustment and that sensation goes away, but it's, um, it shouldn't be painful at all.
0: I've so. had acupuncture and once, and I really, I liked it. It was an interest in, it didn't hurt at all, uh, at all. Yeah. It, um, and um, and I want to try it more. Um, I talk about it a lot, actually, because it's when people ask me, how does tapping work? I'm an EFT practitioner. It's, it's the closest thing I can refer to that people know. Like, it's based right. off the same philosophy. It's the same idea. It's just a different way of doing it, right? It's like releasing mm-hmm. energy, opening up energy channels. Um, And so the other thing that I talk about quite a bit is acupressure, which I know, Mm -hmm. you know, your business is based off acupuncture largely, right? But right right now with the quarantine and everything going on, it's not really relevant because because you're not seeing people, nobody's seeing people in person. But acupressure is something that you're still doing with people and is, you know – very, very similar. It's just a different, again, it's just a, a different modality. Instead of needles, it's it's dealing with pressure points, right? right? So can you talk a little bit about that and about uh, Absolutely. The, the power of that, you know, like what, yeah. what you can use that for?
2: So basically, any acupuncture is really just doing acupressure with a needle. <laughs> right? right. <laughs> because before acupuncture came around, it was acupressure or body work that was being used. And so Um, I use, I've been using acupressure in my practice, um, with, I do a lot of pediatric work. And so, um, with the kids, I usually do acupressure or I work with some needle free tools, non-insertive tools. And that also helps to stimulate the point. And, but acupressure right now, like you said, it's, it's what I'm doing with my patients, um, that are doing telemedicine with me so that I can guide them um, in some self-care so they can still get the treatment that they that their body needs during this time. And so it's just as powerful whether you're using the pressure of your hand or if you're using a tool, um, as same as it would be if you came into the office and were getting acupuncture in person. So the effectiveness is, is there no matter what. It's just a matter of stimulating the points that your body needs in order to have a response to feel better or, or generate that self-healing process.
0: Mm. Can you talk
3: about yeah. a little what bit? What
1: something,
2: like, really common that you see right now? Like, headaches or? Um, probably the most common thing I'm hearing is the anxiety, really. Um, anxiety and the stress because people are having to – I mean, everything's been flipped, right? We're all home. Right. People with kids are now, um, even though they might be able to work remotely from home, they're having to stay home and and manage all of that together, and um, and so I think, yeah, most of the people I've I've been doing sessions with, the anxiety, even though it may not be their main concern in the office in the past, yeah. right now the anxiety is a big piece, and um, or uh, sleep quality, you know, because mm-hmm. of the, yeah. now they're like having a harder time shutting their brain off because they're worried they go to bed and all they think about is all stuff in the stuff and news and whatnot so it's non-stop right we're being bombarded um so yeah that's the probably the biggest thing right now is the anxiety piece
0: yeah um so what and and um jessica you have a way that you're actually working with people which is really cool do you want to actually mention that now we'll mention it again at the end but i feel like it's a good time to just mention yeah. how you're working with people with that
2: yeah so I'm also working with people through patreon I'm starting to create or I have created some content um some videos and even some downloadable stuff where people can do some self-care work at home and there's some different tiers so the videos is accessible pretty much to everybody and then the higher tiers is just the level of access so to get some one-on-one focus based on what you have going on um and also I think there's some Reiki, um, I'm a Reiki master teacher as well. And so there's some, uh, uh, the higher tier, I think does the one-on-one acupressure, but also includes a Reiki session too. So Yay. incorporating all of that. Yeah. That's
1: cool. Awesome. Can yes. you, can you tell us, like, can you give us a little sample of the stress as far as it like something easy? If it's not easy, don't worry about
2: it. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. So, um, I've actually done this. I did a couple QA's Q and A's this week and um, I, I demoed this a little bit on there. And so what you want to do is start at the top of your head and work your way down. Um, And Alyssa, this is a little bit similar to some of the tapping that you do, but um, for guidance, uh, people that want to find the top of their head, if you take your ear and you fold it in half going forward, there's like a crease that gets formed at the top. You want to just put your thumb there and then follow your finger to the top of your head, and it should be in line with, like, the center line there, and that's the point that you want to press, all right, and so you can just apply pressure here, not too intensely, but oh. some mild to moderate pressure, and you should, you may feel some soreness, um, most people have a little bit of tenderness or soreness in that spot,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and so you can either press and hold this for about a minute or so, or, if you want to just kind of do general head points, because there are a lot of other really good points on the head for calming and and um, centering the mind, is to do just this tapping, starting in the middle and like working your way all around. So. Oh,
0: cool.
2: Yeah, so Alexa, I know you do this all the time.
0: Yeah, I do. But I I really like this point, this, like, I feel like I'm pushing a button that I almost feel like I'm getting, like, a dump of, like, I don't know what helps you relax. What is release that helps you
2: relax? I don't
3: know. Yeah,
2: so so people often, like, when I needle this point, they'll say, like, they either feel like a window's been opened, like, Mm. and that, like, all this pressure's just, like, been released, right, or, like, taking the cap off. Um, or yeah, kind of like this, like very like grounding, like, yeah, like energy that goes through. Um, so for people that have a lot kind of bottled up, I feel mm-hmm. they're the ones that feel the release, um, or the like, you know, pressure being open, released yeah. from, from the top of their head.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then the myself. other one, yeah, the other one, I say the, this one, like tapping the head like this mm-hmm. is kind of fun to do with kids. Cause They may not like sit there with like a single point, super focused, but if you have them copy you and be like, oh, we're monkeys, let's like pat our heads and um, really stimulate that for them. And um, anyways, the next one is between the eyebrows is, this is a point I do pretty much on everybody because it's a really relaxing point. Um, It does line up with our uh, third eye point or chakra point. How can you... So, yeah, so you can use. I I just tell people use the weight of your head basically, like leaning on your finger for that amount of pressure. You don't have to really dig into it. Um, and the other technique you can do on this point, other than pressing, is to do this uh continuous like stroking with both fingers. Oh,
3: I love this upward motion.
2: And you either want to like do this for about a minute or so, one to two minutes, or you can like do like count to 100 if you want but <laughs>
1: this makes me so happy Jessica I don't know really yeah
2: I yeah like this, this lot. point is soothing. super soothing this is the point that literally everybody gets like this is the first point I do when people lay down on the table and it's just really to like get you to relax and um kind of let go um we feel a lot of people they lay down and they're like I don't know if you can yeah. see that, but they're, like, super tense, and, like, and I'm, like, I put it in, and I'll, you just see them kind of, like, melt, you know, mm. and so it's it's really cool to watch, and they even, like, i like, what did you just do?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my nose is running a little bit. Is that normal? Like, if I yeah, so. built up?
2: Yeah, you can have some drainage. So this is also a point that will help with the sinuses and the points that are it. right next to it um, on the inner portion of the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Um, those all treat the sinuses and along the eyebrow too and underneath. And when these points get stimulated, if you do have any sort of like sinus congestion or blockage or even just nasal, mm-hmm. you can experience some drainage um, after, Perfect. after you've stimulated them. Yeah, You know, thank you. Now I'm. Yeah, my welcome.
0: skin is so sensitive. Look, I'm like. I know, I'm like mine is reacting dry. to it.
2: Mine's right. Well, that's yeah, the chi moving too. That's the is energy. It, Just yeah. Yes, yeah, like yeah. I have to talk what?
0: to you because my skin, like, I don't know what this is about. I'll have to. Like, I yeah. keep. Oh my god! I'm so
2: when red. I when I have um, when we put the needles in. Um. There's what we have this what's called a dirty response, right So the cheese is activated and so often the patient may feel a sensation, usually some sort of heaviness or pressure swirling, kind of uh, electrical sometimes it just depends. It's different for everybody. But what will also happen on the surface of the skin is visually there'll be like this red kind of circle around mm. or like pink pink circle that forms around the needle and that's like a sign that like it's active it's it's the energy is flowing and then when you take like after i come back like you know 15 minutes or so later um the the area has like come like it becomes smaller and it's just like the pinpoint around the needle and that's that's like the it's like you know closing up and and um sealing it in basically That is so cool. cool.
1: I remember watching like the dry needling with a physical therapist and an acupuncturist are are vastly different. I am aware (laughs) of that. But I remember watching the needle vibrate and thinking like that
2: is energy moving. Like, Mm -hmm. what is that? Am I right in that or? Oh, yeah, for sure. So the way I like to explain it to people in the office and everybody has their own way of explaining it, I'm sure, for different acupuncturists. But for me, um, I like to describe the the needles as like little antennas, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's just stainless steel. There's nothing on it. There's nothing medicated, Um, just surgical stainless steel. And it's um, we're electric, right? So everything in our body connect communicates or connects through electric communication or, or signaling. And so when we put the needle in, it's just an antenna. And so you have this like communication that just like opens up and a lot like things start moving. And, and so you'll, you will see it vibrate and often people will feel the sensation around it too. So for me, I usually feel when I get my treatments, it's almost like it starts at the points themselves where the needles are, where I feel like this buzzing sensation. But then eventually um, I'm just real. I can feel what my body's doing inside. It really, I can literally trace the channels.
3: Like it feels like little,
2: almost like little ants marching, you know, like that kind of a movement in the directions that the channels move in and like all the connections being made throughout the system. And it's like, the coolest thing to just kind of like lay there and feel that. But um, I know not everybody experiences that. I just happen to be able to, but, um, but yeah, it's really neat to to feel all that connection being made.
1: You know what I love, Alexa? What? Other intuitives that do things that I don't typically do. Ooh, like what? Like pet readings. You know
0: Jamie? <gasps> is this Jamie? You know Jamie? It is Jamie. <laughs> Jamie D. Intuitive.
1: love her. Yeah, I love her because she is able to connect to different animals
0: and pets with such ease. Didn't she give you a reading for your pet? She's actually given me two to three readings and each one has given me such specific information about my dog. Actually, like before our first reading, I was – Really sad because my dog was like not wanting to play at all and seemed really lethargic. And I was sad because I was feeling disconnected from my dog. And Jamie told me the specific type of toy that she said my dog wanted. And I was like, "She, I don't know she'll play with that. But I got the toy and now my dog is so active. My dog has actually lost weight because she's running around so much playing with this toy that I didn't even know she wanted.
1: Didn't your dog have a health issue too that Jamie helped you with?
0: actually my dog and my parents' dog both had health issues and Jamie told me what was going on with both of them. It was so comforting, you know, because when a human is sick, like they can actually talk and kind of tell you what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. But when an animal is sick, they can't actually tell you what's going on. So it's so helpful in that moment to have an animal intuitive who can really feel into like actually what's going on and be a translator between the animal and the human. Where can we find Jamie? You can go to Jamie's website. Jamie D. Intuitive to book a pet reading with her. She also does regular readings and she's amazing. Definitely check her out, jamiedintuitive.com, and tell her that we sent you. Can you talk about, Jessica? Like some other, I love all of this, and I feel like. There's other things that we don't even think about, like that are connected to our health. Like, think, I, I know, Ambie, you brought up the spine. Um, yeah. What are some other things from the holistic health perspective that people just don't, maybe aren't thinking about or don't know about, um, either yeah. things that they could do to help themselves or things that are connected to to their health that they're not aware of.
2: Yeah. So one of the things um, that i actually talk about in my patreon right now is um, the eight branches of chinese medicine and so it's it's really fascinating so acupuncture is the last of the eight branches um for one part because of its age even though it's roughly i don't know six to eight thousand years old at this point somewhere in that ballpark um it's the youngest of them of the wow. different medicine, you know, medicines. And so the top or the first branch is meditation and really? self-cultivation. Yep. This is so exciting. Um, and then following that, the second branch is, and I might get the order mixed up on a couple of these, but um, the second branch is like mo- exercise movement
3: mm-hmm. or,
2: or mindful movement. Right. So for the classical Chinese perspective, it would be like Tai Chi or Qigong. Uh, You can include yoga in that. um, But moving with intention. And then um, then it's nutrition. Right. So the food that you put into your own body, Um, then the cosmology um, or the environmental factors. Mm. Right. Your environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feng Shui.
0: Feng Shui, why? Feng Shui yep. expert on our podcast this month. I did not know I that know.
2: that was like I, I one of the branches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Just it go. is. Yep, yeah. Feng Shui, and let's see. I can't tell if I missed one yet. But then there's um, oh, body work. Then it's body work. Then herbology or mm. or you know herbal medicine, and then acupuncture. That's that's the eight branches, and so we have all of these other things that we could be focusing on and working on because really the most powerful thing that you can do for your healing is that what you can do for yourself rather mm-hmm. than what somebody else can do for you. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm only, I'm really just a facilitator in your body's healing ability or healing, um, you know, purpose. And so I'm there to help guide your body back to working the way it's supposed to and, really everything else is outside of the herbology because that is something that would be prescribed um, and the body work potentially being done by somebody else. Everything else is are things that you have control of and that you can practice for yourself mm-hmm. and really create this life of wellness um, and that holistic approach. So, yeah was so amazing.
1: Thank you
0: uh, so Ashley, much. Ashley Yukich says, "This lady is on point. Love it." <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: also,
1: oh, you're also so we, knowledgeable, though, and I I love um, how well spoken you are as well because you make it really tangible for people. So thank you. And
0: and I think yeah, your energy you. too—it's it's very calming. You know, like it's there. Mm. I, I think. I think you – I agree with Ambie and I think you deliver the information in such a way that feels really like you have a lot of care and you have a lot of intention and a lot of peace. And uh, Tammy, a a couple more (laughs) comments from the the listeners or the (laughs) viewers. Tammy said a little while ago, I missed the beginning, but I am so interested in this. I'm being led to holistic healing, but I have no medical experience or formal training besides my own intuition. Um,
2: That's why we brought Jessica here, so she can help you. And And we can connect, for sure, if you want want to head in the direction, we can talk and, yeah.
0: And it sounds like you're really also, through your Patreon, too, you're, like, educating as well. Like, you're, like, teaching about, like, how this stuff works, obviously, like, not certifying anyone or anything, I don't think, but just, like, it seems like there's educational material that you're sharing. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to focus on because I think that's where even just the, the system as a whole, you know, outside of what's going on right now, I think mm-hmm. that's what we're, as a society, we're missing is that education for self-care and really yeah. taking control of our own health, right? Most of, most of the, the world we live in has simply just relied on our doctors telling us, what's wrong and what to do about it
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and not really t- gone and like investigated or really looked into like, why is it my body doing this? What is it trying to tell me? Um, and so it's all part of the puzzle. And I think even the fact that, you know, now insurance companies cover acupuncture, a lot more of them do anyways than they, than they used to. Even when I first started school, there's, it's almost doubled since then. Um, but it's still um, not on the front line and it's still not the first line of defense. Whereas in Eastern culture, it's, it's the first thing you start with. It's, it's the preventative care in general, right? You want to stay well and it keeps people from having to go potentially needing the surgeries or potentially having to get on those prescription medications if we can control it rather than waiting till you've tried everything else now I'm Mm going to try acupuncture and yes, we can still help. And that's what most of my patients are doing, right. They're coming as a last resort. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a little bit harder. It's going to take a little bit longer to see that response come to light rather than if we use it as our first line of defense, when it's a new condition or a new concern, um, rather than something that's been going on for like like eight, nine, 10 years, you know? So, um, Yeah.
0: I just got this image while you were talking about, like, the healthcare system of, like, how for so long we've basically been programmed to believe that, like, our bodies are not our own. Like, they're, mm. the, it's like, oh, you don't know your body. Like, you'll never know your body. We know your body. And so you don't yeah. even – your body doesn't even really belong to you. It belongs to us. And – and that's, and this complete separation and disconnection from, like, our body and our health and even, like you said, people don't even know, like, what their body's doing. They don't even know how many times they go to the bathroom. They don't even, because they're they're just of this mindset that, oh, that's just completely separate from me. And now it's this complete, you know, uh, in holistic health and, like, the the practice that you have, it's this complete inverse perspective, which is really beautiful of like, no, like your body is, you own your body. And we're coming Mm -hmm. away from this mentality that like, um, yeah, that other people, I I see us almost as children in that system of like children throwing tantrums, like, like, (laughs) like give me what I want in terms of healing my body um, because we're told that the power is outside of us, and now it's this awakening of learning. No, no, no. It's our responsibility. The power has been within us the whole time. We just have to start to understand that. So yep. it's really cool. I think yeah. there's
1: a lot of misinformation out there as well as far as, the, you know, The some people say this will work for you. Some people say this will work for you, and I think it's about what will work for the individual because every individual is different rather than um this diet works for everybody
3: right? right right so
2: yeah and i say that to everyone that comes through the door in my practice um there's no cookie cutter approach to acupuncture like the two of you could both come in describing the same similar headaches um mm-hmm. but your whole from childhood till now your experience has all has been different and Mm -hmm. your lifestyle is different your diet's different your sleep patterns are different the you know your number of kids you've had are different your cycles are different like all of that plays a role and so yes you might both have the same headache or you know describe the same headache in the same area of your head but i'm going to treat you differently there might be a little bit of overlap and similarity of a couple points that are just good for any headache but overall, treating you as as a whole and treating your pattern of how you're presenting, it's going to be a different treatment.
3: Mm.
2: And so that's one of the beautiful things about acupuncture, Chinese medicine as a whole, um, and all, so many other holistic practices, I think, is that it's really individualized to you. And it's not like, oh, you have, you know, you have headaches here, take this prescription once a day for however long you know for some it's the rest of their life for some it's temporary and um this is the treatments adjust as you respond and adjust uh as well and so as your body gets better the treatments will shift and it's more about helping you continue to maintain or or create even more health um even after the kind of concerns have faded away or, or or disappeared completely so
1: So can a family come and see you for like preventative care? Yep,
2: absolutely. I I would say probably um, at this point, at least a third of my patients are, if not maybe closer to half, but at least a third of them are more just preventative care now at this point because I've been seeing them. Mm-hmm. Almost this whole time that I've been in practice, or or at least a few years now at this point, and um and so yeah, I've gotten it starts out with one, and then maybe the, either the child comes in or the spouse comes in, and then their parent or something of that nature. And so I, I've been I've been really lucky to actually have a few like families where I'm seeing multiple generations, and um it's really beautiful because then it's not just one person feeling better, then it's everybody, and it it trickles. Um, Even if they have extended family that aren't coming to see me, they may tell them and they in their own communities go out and get acupuncture and or other holistic services and and feel better, too. So the whole family is being impacted um, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm
1: thinking about my my family because we have like my mom who's 75 and then we have my little ones who's four. Yeah. How beneficial it would be for all of us.
2: I see from infants to uh i'd say my oldest current patient right now is late 80s i have had a patient in the past who was in their 90s um so yeah it's just there's no age discrimination or age gap yeah. it just goes all the way through and it's just a matter of um, you know, since I do practice non-insertive techniques and pediatric techniques, I have the ability to see kids. Whereas I do know some practitioners that won't, just because kids at a younger age, usually younger than six or seven, um, not great to use needles with, just because how much they move. And yeah, but yeah,
0: um, we do have another question from Facebook, and then and then we'll probably wrap up after that. But Jessica Trujillo says, "What about feet pain?" I don't know I don't what about, know what this means like how do you treat it or what does it mean or I
2: don't know <laughs> Well depending on the area of the foot that's a, that's in pain it could be just the you know like I I see quite I've seen quite a few people with like um plantar fasciitis so like mm. that's pain along the bottom of the foot right so we treat the pain locally um but it could also be potentially either signaling problems within other areas or mirroring those, those other areas. So a lot of uh, Chinese medicine, especially from a classical perspective, is very image-based, which is like one of the most fascinating things to me. So similar to like um, reflexology, And the Mm. hands and the feet, right? Where you have these different areas. So we have have another, that's called a microsystem. We have another microsystem on the ear where we can treat the whole body on the ear. But then we also have these larger scale. And so microsystems where like the whole arm is your body. So your hand would be your head. Your wrist would be your neck. Then this is like your torso. This is your midsection, your legs, your feet. And same thing for the- for the, for the leg, right? The feet could be the head, and then the ankles, your neck, and so on, and so forth. Um, it's all like fractals. And so, yeah, we call it the the five bows. So your your four limbs, and then your trunk itself could also represent the whole body too. Mm. So five bows from um, is what it would be called. Um, but yeah, so it it, it depends for the <laughs> for the person asking the question. You know, what exactly is the foot pain like where is it and and what is it from is it from an injury or is it more of like all of a sudden I just started having this weird pain here and I don't know what's what it's from it could be your body has given you signals in the past for other things and you've ignored them and now it's showing up somewhere that's more obvious for you and so we can like like look at it and kind of trace it and follow back like okay what is this trying to tell us and Mm -hmm. as we treat that we can find the clues to what the root cause might be. And so, yeah. Awesome. That is so exciting.
0: Yeah, that's like like detective really, work. Yeah, that's really, really beautiful and love the way you explain yeah. that. And we got a couple uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> of <you were> – <describing. laughs> Because I love it yeah. and because it's so yeah.
1: fascinating. It's like Detective
2: yes. Uh, on the case
3: yeah
2: every uh everyone i feel like that's what it is it's like a puzzle with each person mm-hmm. i've got to like put all the pieces together so it's really fascinating. really fascinating yeah. so
0: how can people uh work with you you know you mentioned your patreon you want to talk a little bit more about that yeah, um just mention do. that again and you know people yep. are watching want to
2: get in yeah, on that yeah so you can find me on patreon it's patreon.com slash yessica bravo. Um, And so I've got some tier levels there based, uh, based on how much access you want to me or downloadables, but basically everybody gets the videos and um, information that I'm putting through, um, through that content. And then the higher levels have some more access to getting one-on-one sessions for more guided acupressure based on what you have going on, as well as um, possibly some Reiki with the higher level tier as well. Um, And then you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. It's uh, my business name, Bravo Holistic Healing. Uh, So that's for both Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, yes, Bravo and all my contact info is there. So I'm happy to get any messages if people want to connect. And
0: yeah. Yeah, beautiful. We will put... We'll put all your links in the show notes as we always do. So everyone who's listening, you can easily cool. go and follow Jessica. Um, and, uh, and definitely like follow her on her page and uh, can they become your Facebook friend? <laughs> Is that cool? Cause she's, oh yeah, totally. She's going live a lot. <laughs> yeah. She's yes.
1: going live a lot. Yeah, with, like, I am doing days.
2: that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. been doing that. That's fun. been fun to do. and, and just even if, not too many depending on the time I do it if not too many people want I just kind of like go and talk about some stuff that (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: sharing some some really helpful information so um yeah all right well thank you so much for being here Jessica and sharing all this awesome information everybody's been loving it and a lot of people watching thank you everyone watching for being here and thank you for listening if you're listening to this on the podcast um Amby, anything you want to share before we wrap up?
1: No, thank you so much for being here, Jessica. It was oh. really informative and fun.
2: Yeah, thank you. This was a lot of fun. really appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you all so much. Thank you, Jessica. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody.